0: Good morning, friends. We want to welcome those of you who are joining us today, and in person and online, and also to uh, just thank those who have, who have been with us online and in person for our past week of Inner Renewal and Kriyaban Retreat. It's really, it was a thrilling experience for all of us. and. Uh, I just want to take a moment to say a few words of gratitude uh, for the people behind the scenes. You know, we got many, many testimonials from people who had tuned in. And one thing they, many of them commented on was the technical professionalism, the, the broadcasting was seamless, sound, video, everything, that's not easy. There were, you know, nearly 4,000 people who were watching it. And it just, so thank you to our technical crew. Thank you to the people who keep this temple so beautiful and filled with light. And thank you to all of you who attended the classes with so much uh, openness of heart, so much receptivity. We could feel it, and it, it just, it's a beautiful experience. Just this flow of higher consciousness that doesn't spring from the people up here talking. it It's what we all collectively draw. So thank you for this beautiful week. And also I want to welcome uh, those, some have begun to arrive, Who are taking the Living Discipleship Program, which Nayaswami Maria and Atman will be leading starting this evening. And this is training, it's a month-long program up at the meditation retreat, training for those who want to go deeper in their spiritual life and their connection with these teachings. So we send our loving thoughts to all of you that this experience may bring you what you're looking for what God wants you to have, I should say. We don't always look for the right things. Okay. I want to start now by reading from Whispers from Eternity. And those who are translating, it's number 103. And this is really one of the most important of all of the whispers. And you'll see why in Master's ending comments. So this is Demand for the opening of the spiritual eye to find God in everything. My eyes are enthralled, O Father, with the beauty of earthly flowers, with life's passing scenes, and with the sailing silent clouds. Everywhere all I see hints at thy presence. Open that eye in me which sees only thee. With that gaze, may I behold thee above, beneath, all around, within and outside me. Teach me in all things to see only thee. Open in me that eye which beholds everywhere thy hidden but ever subtly reigning wonder. Now, Master adds this parenthesis. This demand especially should be repeated mentally with deep concentration until the prayer thought becomes fixed in your superconsciousness by the conviction born of deep faith. So if you'd like to work with it, as I said, it's number 103. And it's, it's really the essence of the whole spiritual path. Now, when we ask the question, can we see God, people often think of it in terms of form. Oh, will God appear to me? And God in the form of great ones does appear. Sri Yukteswar Master's guru appeared to him after he left the body. Babaji appeared to Master in the hotel room before he was leaving for... Uh, To start the mission in the West. And Christ appeared to his disciples after the resurrection. And Thomas didn't believe it, doubting Thomas. But the great ones do appear. And as Ananta shared yesterday, even one of the mother of one of our resident members, a woman from, a very saintly woman from Mexico, Ophelia Sanchez, she was visiting here. And walking in one of the meadows, the master just appeared to her. And they talked for many hours. And when she got back, and uh, she asked him questions about things in her life. And when she got back to her daughter's home, she couldn't talk. And her daughter thought she had had a stroke. Irene thought she had had a stroke. And she said, Mama, let me call the doctor. And all she could say was, No doctor, no doctor. And she just sat there in bliss, and Irene sat at her feet, and she said it was the most marvelous experience because Divine Mother and my Human Mother had become one. And so Master and the Great Ones do appear, but if we wait for that, there's so much more wonder that we can see, just as it said in that passage, to see the subtle wonder of God's reigning presence everywhere to see past the forms and see the, the the light, the beauty in everything. There's a beautiful story from the life of Buddha in which uh, after he had achieved enlightenment and was a radiant light unto the world and he had followers with him And a woman came to see him one day, and she was a courtesan, and very beautiful, very alluring, and she looked at Buddha, and because it was how she she was playing out the drama in this life, she said, oh, will you come visit me in my pleasure garden? And Buddha looked at her and he said, I will come. And his disciples were aghast because they knew he wouldn't tell a lie. He was going to go to the pleasure garden of this courtesan. But they were stunned, but he didn't say anything. And days went by, weeks went by, months, years, and everyone forgot about it. And then one day Buddha got up very hurriedly and he said, I must go visit my beloved courtesan. And they didn't know what was happening and he found they all followed him and they went to the pleasure garden and she was there on the ground dying and she had lost her beauty she had lost her youth she had lost her allure and she was just at the last stages of her life and she was lying on the ground and buddha took her head and placed it on his lap And he said, I heard your call, my beloved, and I am here with you. And he blessed her and she left the body. And so to be able to see not just a worldly woman lost in samsara, lost in delusion, but to see a soul that was longing for something more, that even in her invitation to him, she may have thought it was just a, an alluring invitation, but it was more than that. Her soul was calling, come, I want the light that you bear. And he felt that, he saw that. And to see that light in all things and to live in a sense of wonder. And if you live in a city, if you live wherever you are, you can see that sense of wonder if you look for it. There's a beautiful passage, it's a prayer from Metaphysical Meditations, where Master says, When my two eyes that see good and evil become my single eye, then I will see the goodness of God everywhere. And I will know in body, mind, and soul that I am one with that light. And so if your eye be single, that's what Christ said too, if thy eye be single, thy whole body will be filled with light. And most Christians don't understand that. They, what does eye be single mean? But we know what it means. It means the opening of the spiritual eye. And if that eye is open, then you know that you're a part of light and you see that light everywhere. And you know that God is playing with you in so many different ways. And it, it, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's scary, but there's always that wonder. And you begin to look for it, and you begin to see it, and you begin to feel that protection. We could tell you so many stories in the history of Ananda of protection beyond any rational way. There was a fellow some years ago who was driving a big pickup truck from Ananda down the Yuba River, uh, which those of you who drove here know it's a winding, descending road, and then you hit the bottom where Yuba River is, and then you come up. Well, this fellow was driving this truck, big truck, and he had a load of something in the back. I'm not sure what. So it was heavy, and he wanted to slow down a little bit, not to be going so fast, and he put his foot on the brake, but there were no brakes. The brakes were gone. And they, the truck was building speed and building speed, and he didn't want to hurt anybody else, so he just said, I'm gonna veer off into the gully. And he, he just said, Master, you take care of it. And he veered off into the gully, and the truck started going down towards the river, and there was a little man, manzanita bush, and the truck just stopped on that Manzanita bush. He got out unharmed, and the truck went down and crashed into the river. But those, the wonder of God is always there. If we look for protection, for fun. I remember once in the early days of Ananda, I was, we didn't have much in those days, and it was fun, it was lots of fun. And I was living in a teepee, And um, it was an adventure, and I could tell a lot of stories about that. But this one in particular, uh, the teepee is just, we went out and we had no home, so we went out into the forest and got a permit from the forestry department, and we cut down these certain kind of trees called lodgepole pines. pines. Yeah, they're thin and narrow, and, and then we got these blades and we got the bark off of them and then we leaned them up against each other tied and put a, a canvas covering that i think Sadna Davies sewed she had an industrial sewing machine and she sewed dozens of these teepees and and to kind of make mine fun at the very top before they erected it i tied bells on a, strips of cloth so when the wind blew you could hear these little leco like wind chimes. it was fun so, and there was just a little flap, canvas flap, that you went in and out. And so on this particular morning, it had been raining all night and cold, and I woke up and I meditated. And then I was reading a very fine book at the time, which I do recommend. It's called St. Francis by the Greek novelist writer Nicholas Kazantzakis. And it's the life of St. Francis. And so I just wanted to see what it was like out. So I lifted the flap and I peered out. And the, because it had been raining, there was a min, the mist everywhere. And the thought came into my mind the mountains are blanketed with mist. And then I picked up the chapter I was reading. And the first sentence was the mountains were blanketed in mist. And I thought, oh, that's strange. And then I heard the wind picking up, and the thought came in my mind, the wind's blowing through the tall pine trees, Nixon's. The wind was blowing through the tall pine trees, and I, this time I was getting a little freaked out by it. And then the wind started blowing the little bells on the top of my teepee, and it said in the distance, St. Francis heard the bells, and I thought, oh my God. <laughs> But then the next sentence was Divine Mother really playing with me. It was the sound of the lepers approaching. That's it. I'm not ready for the lepers. (laughs) But it, it was just, I could tell you so many, many stories like that where Divine Mother, if you feel her presence, she just plays with you all the time. And some of you have heard this story. Um, a, a dear friend and a very high soul that uh, we knew a direct disciple of Ananda Moima, she, um, she she was in fact the first week i was at ananda she came up to me and she said you're going to marry jotish and i didn't know her i didn't know him and i just kind of looked at her <laughs> incredulously she said you just wait and see 7 years later that happened but then we were talking with her and we we were visiting los angeles and with Swamiji, and she asked me, um, we asked her, we've often wondered which one of us will leave the body first. And she paused and very thoughtfully and she said, I think you'll both go into the light together. And then <laughs> Jotish said, that means that Davy will be driving on the LA freeway. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, To live with that joy, to live with that sense of wonder. And it's, it's not something that you don't need anything to experience it. You don't need wealth. You don't need power. You don't need position. You just, if thy eye be single, thy whole body will be filled with light. And even when difficult things come in life. And Ananda has, believe me, we've had our fair share, and maybe more than our fair share, that you know, financial challenges, fires, opposition, uh, lawsuits against us, all these things, but every single one of them, has made us stronger and stronger in our, not just, oh, I can face anything, I'm a toughie, stronger in our faith with God, for God, because we realize he, she, Divine Mother walked us through every single thing and was always there for us, even in the darkest times. And, you know, we often talk about the fire, 1976, but I want to share with you something that just came to our attention a few days ago. And it's kind of amazing about the fire that I never knew. And I want to read you a letter that someone wrote us. First of all, before I read the letter, I want to tell another story. Because we knew, not in the moment, but over time, that that fire was a blessing. That somehow it was burning up karma for Ananda. But what we didn't know was how it helped other people. And one incident that happened, and this isn't the letter, but it just came to my mind. No no one was injured in the fire, luckily, except one man, one of the pilots who drops the flame retardant on the fire. He lost control of his plane and he was killed. One man was killed in fighting the fire. And then, about 10 years after the fire, a young woman came to the expanding light and was here for a weekend. Just, you know, we didn't know who she was. And Just as she was leaving, she said to the person at the desk, you know, my father was the man that was the pilot that was killed in the fire. Has the mic gone off? It's okay. My father was the man that was killed in the fire. But I want you all to know, we were so proud and so happy that he could give his life defending a place like Ananda. And we never, we always felt blessed by his life offering. We were so moved. But then, how did it affect the greater community around us? And this, Nakula wrote us this letter And I'll just read it, and you'll understand. I'll read a part of it, not the whole letter. He said, this is from Nakula, one of our members, Nayaswami Nakula. I don't listen to the news anymore, but I recently heard an interview on the local radio. The man was a local person who worked with local government and forestry and studied the history and anthropology of the region since the 70s. So he was someone working in Nevada County. That's where we are now. And he was describing how the forest industry was developed and to provide lumber for expansion. And and Nevada County was a bastion of the lumber industry. Now, this is the pertinent part. In the middle of his talk, he said that there was a fire at Ananda in the 70s, which was a watershed event that was the source of all the development in wildfire prevention and preparedness and more enlightened forestry practices that we have today. We didn't know. But because we had that experience, that changed the lives of probably many, many residents of this area who would have been hit by fire. And so, if thy eye be single, you can see God's hand behind everything. Even in the things that seem like a tragedy, it can be a help both to you and to the people around you. And you may not never, you may never know it, but The beauty of the spiritual path is, the fruit of it, is joy. To see God's presence, to see God's wonder, his love in everyone, in everything. And can we see God? If we look, if we know how to look with the single eye, the spiritual eye that is awakened through our practice of meditation through our Tumma with the Guru, through the practice of Kriya Yoga and meditation, and through deep devotion. If you want to see God's love in the world, look through the eyes of love, and you will see it. God bless you.